turkey is a great source of protein, isn't it? So, I mean, a roasted turkey, there's, there's not so oh, much yeah. that I can really say about that. But what I, I was just looking at different twists to it than what you could do. And Dijon is, is a, uh, maybe that's because I'm European, but it's a very delicious mustard and it works very well on poultry on on uh, meat to give it flavor really turkey, turkey can be don't get me wrong it's a great protein but it can be a bit tasteless can't it and i agree with you that the brown I, I think so. yeah like the thighs the legs is, is way more tasty and actually dark meat from from the turkey is more nutritious as well Hi, everybody. This is Diane Gilman, formerly the Queen of Jeans, but now the host of my podcast, Too Young to Be Old. And today we have a fascinating guest. I am so psyched. Alison Blod is a registered nutritional therapist. I gave Alison, who is currently living in Sweden, kind of the land of healthy eating, a uh, Big challenge. I said, you know, Americans kind of let it all go during the holiday season. Um, we eat a ton of sugar. We eat so much starch. We eat extra fatty foods. Allison, you're a nutritionist. Create a holiday dinner recipe book. And she did it as an ebook that you will be able to go to at the end of this podcast and understand how you can have nutritionally supreme, absolutely delicious comfort food without that extra 10 pounds we all anticipate gaining. So, Allison, I could not believe the recipe book you created. It is brilliant. How did did you just have all these recipes in in your little recipe box, or did you actually create these for this podcast? Lovely to be here with you, Diane. Now, I, I, some of them I created, and some of them, I, I mean, working as a nutritional therapist, as you can imagine, I have a, a huge amount of recipes. Yeah. Um, so, so I did have already have some of them that I thought, well, that would be perfect. Um, but there were a few things that living in Europe that, you know, like the, what was the one with the um, yeah green bean casserole? That wasn't something I was uh, familiar with. So that there were a couple of ones that I really had to get my head around. <laughs> and the one with the yeah, marshmallow. You know, <laughs> as I got older... I there was more and more on the list of traditional Thanksgiving dinner where it's nope I'm not eating that and nope that's not just that is too destructive and on and on but you created dishes and some of it I have never heard of before so let's delve in to your Thanksgiving holiday booklet which is also available for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because we all know that we're going to have relatives staying over, or we're going to be the relatives staying over. Um, so I'm going to ask you for some of the more exotic explanations. <laughs> I'm dying to know. Now, stuffing is probably, to me, 
more elemental than the turkey itself. I'm not really wild about turkey, except the turkey tail, of course, because it's totally fatty. That's me. But paleo stuffing? What is paleo stuffing? Yeah, I mean, I was looking for, because stuffing, I mean, stuffing is, there's so many ways, aren't there, that you can make stuffing. Um, but I wanted to find a, a recipe or create a recipe that had lots of, you know, different herbs and, and vegetables and, and mushrooms. I'm actually looking at the recipe here so I can see exactly what I've put in yeah. it. Nuts, because as I find with stuffing, you know, some of the more unhealthier of stuffings, you know, they're just bulked out, aren't they, with a more carbohydrate-rich products. Um, whereas in this paleo... It's, all, it's, it's almost all. Yeah. Yeah. With the paleo stuffing, when your paleo is focusing particularly on, you know, nuts, uh, vegetables, lots of herbs. So, you know, you've got cauliflowers that is the main bulk of the, the stuffing. Uh, coconut oil, which is oh. a great oil to cook with. You know, rather than any damaged fats or seed oils that can cause uh, inflammation. Uh, and then mushrooms. So portobello mushrooms, leeks, celery, you know, all of this chopped up walnuts again, which, which are lovely. And they give it that that crunch. And then using uh, garlic, thyme, uh, lemon juice, parsley and salt. Uh, and this can all be you know, prepared and, and uh, then used to stuff the turkey with. And it will keep uh, moist. It will help with the cooking. It helps uh, the taste of the, the turkey. Um, and it's, and it's got full of healthy. In, can, I, can, can I put that in the oven with and surrounding the turkey? And will it get better as it's baked or... How how do you handle that? So we've got turkey breast, which is healthy, and that's your recommendation for your major protein. But how do I take this paleo stuffing? Do I just, usually when I'm making stuffing, I put some inside the bird. I put a lot around it to get crispy. But my idea of stuffing is I just buy cornbread stuffing and add some Bacon butter, and um, I, I'm even finding that my age, it's a little too rich. So, how do you do? You bake this? How do you do it? Yeah, the best way with this, because of the ingredients in, is to bake it in a tray, in like a baking tray. You know. So, okay. So, okay. However, you can use it as a stuffing. You can put it inside the turkey. You could put it inside the turkey. That's not a problem. What I would do is use it because it gives a nice taste to the meat. If if you're cooking a whole turkey, I would use it as the oh good the stuffing, and then maybe have some in in a, a baking tray as well in the oven because that it makes it nice and crispy if you put it in a tray. So it will get crispy. So now my next question, which I'm super curious about, is. Pumpkin mac and cheese? Oh, my God. You know, first of all, I am not a big fan of mac and cheese. But, you know, everybody, Americans feel that it's their God-given right to let go of nutrition and calories during these holiday dinners. Mac and cheese usually depends on a 
obscene amount of cheese and breadcrumbs on top, carbs, and of course the macaroni, carbs. How does your pumpkin mac and cheese differ from that? Well, you've actually got, instead of the macaroni, which is, as you were saying, you know, that is just pure carbs, uh, refined carbohydrates, shoot your blood sugar up. You can use, there is actually something called brown rice macaroni. You can buy this dried. And it, it you know, it's more of a, a whole grain product. And I'm positive that yeah. you can absolutely get that in the, in the, the U.S um because these um, i'm sure yeah i'm positive so it's called brown rice macaroni so it's it's not your normal you know white macaroni so that that's good because that's got more fiber and, and everything in it and then you're actually using um nutritional yeast i don't know if anyone's familiar with that but it's really tasty and that can be used that's instead of cheese really nice oh Wow, that is revolutionary because you're taking a dish that has minimal amount of pluses for you as it enters your body and you're changing it to something that is so much less destructive and still what you say in your recipe book is you are not sacrificing flavor or the robustness of the meal by substituting healthy elements. So that is just fascinating. Um, then I want to know, how do your dinner rolls differ from what we basically, honestly, buy in a store that's ready-made and I don't think has a lot of nutritional value to it. How do your dinner rolls um, differ from that? Yeah, that was a difficult one, actually, when I was looking at, at the dinner rolls. I bet. They, they were, they're pre-bought, aren't they? I think the ones that I were looking at, were the, the ones that you mentioned were something... Hawaiian sweet rolls. Uh, they're pills. Hawaiian rolls because they're literally white bread with a ton of sugar infused into them. And that's why people like them because they're so sugary. Uh, and yeah, then, of course, of you put butter on it. And yeah, you've got a combustible um, <laughs> element of dinner that's just going to go straight to heart disease. So, how do yours differ? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to rolls, when it comes to bread, as you know, we would call it, it's it's quite difficult, really, because you've you know you've got to have you you've got to use flour, really, haven't you? You've you've got that flour element and white refined flour. You know, it it does affect your blood sugar levels. But however, what what I came to conclusion here was that you know you you're using whole milk, um, you unbleached you can buy flour that is slightly less refined you can buy unbleached flour and you can also buy like yeah. whole grain you could use whole grain um flours there in, you go. In... and then you know good old butter but there's nothing wrong with butter uh it we don't 
in a lot of these processed foods that you buy, they have a lot of different oils in, you know, that are, are damaged. They're very refined. Um, so butter, salt, avocado oil, uh, and then, you know, some good old yeast. There's nothing wrong with yeast. And instead of using sugar, you know, white cane sugar, you can use coconut sugar, uh, which is slightly <sighs> better than, you know, refined uh, white sugar. So it's it's just and, a few And you things. know what? If you're somebody, and usually in a family gathering, whether it's Thanksgiving dinner, holiday dinner, Christmas dinner, New Year's dinner, people come with a dish. And so I think, and I'm saying to the audience out there, how fun when you get to un, when you get to upload Allison Blad's kind of holiday treats dinners, you're going to find that you will be slightly challenged. These will be new ingredients for you, but you know what? It's a learning curve. And, and I think it's super fun to learn something new, which leads me to one of the most destructive side dishes candied yams oh i gave it to allison i gave allison the hit list of the most destructive side dishes for thanksgiving and allison was like oh well i've lived in the united states but that one really passed me by so i gave her candied yams and the worst permutation of it is candied yams out of a can and then melted roasted marshmallows on top and yes people are having that at their holiday dinner table all over america starting next week how did you handle candied sweet potatoes that is different from the the absolute titanic we're going to crash into an iceberg of fat weight gain how did you handle that yeah that did make me uh, that uh, that from a nutritionist point of view that um dish was gave me a lot of um nutritional nightmares because i mean it's just yeah. What are the marshmallows? That I can't get my head around. But anyway, what I recommended, you know, if if you really need to go down that route with those uh, yams or sweet potatoes, to do, I, my recipe is called candied sweet potatoes. So in that, you've, you've got your sweet potatoes, butter, again, your coconut uh, sugar, cinnamon and nutmeg for, for taste, uh, vanilla essence and then maple Ooh, syrup nice so you've still got that sweetie touch which to is it. yeah but healthier but that yeah. sounds delicious and yeah personally i could i could skip the marshmallows i'm i'm not all about that now something instead of perhaps having also i i love the fact that we will have candy dams at the table and mashed potatoes at the table shoot me now you have two suggestions one is mashed celery roots and the other is um mashed cauliflower now i've converted my diet 
because of, first of all, I'm a big fan of not having gluten in a diet just because I've got an issue with my knee. I don't need it to be any more inflamed than it already is. So I do understand the mashed um, cauliflower, but celery root, talk to me about that. That's not an element in America that, that we are that familiar with. What does it taste like? What is it a substitute for? And how, how is it nutritionally um, good for us? Yes, celery root. I, I don't know if it's called. I don't think it's called something different in the US, but it's it's a root vegetable, obviously, um, and it it's got a lovely taste. It tastes. I, I would put it between maybe a carrot. It's a bit tastes a bit carroty, and um, turnips. You know, turnip. It tastes. It could has a bit Which of a. Which we turnip. don't use very much of either, but no. Okay. So it's a root vegetable, and, and when you look at root vegetables. They make wonderful mash. I mean, I sometimes do celery root with broccoli and make that into a mash because you can you can add in broccoli. Wow. You can do broccoli mash. You know, just boil some broccoli and then just get a, a mixer or or one of those um, hand uh, mixers and just mix, and it's delicious with a bit of herbs, a bit of butter. But celery root is it's just so easy. You just boil it and then salt and pepper and just mash it, liquidize it. Um, so, I mean, so many root vegetables can be used instead of potatoes um, to, to yeah. give, you know, uh, that potato. They're the same texture. You know, you feel like you're eating uh, potatoes. Exactly, so which is so important that you don't feel in any way. I mean, Americans just think they can go off the rails for the next two months and then you spend all of January, February, into March furiously trying to lose that weight, but you probably don't lose at all. However, there is a mystery recipe here that I am very curious about also, which is, and it sounds delicious and it sounds right up my alley because I'm always looking for extra energy, pumpkin oat energy balls. What are those? <laughs> well, when I was going down the the pumpkin pie route and, and looking for alternatives to uh, pumpkin pie, you know, when it comes to dessert, you don't have to have a huge big plate of dessert. You know, you could have one of these lovely, delicious little oat balls with energy uh, pumpkin bites, and that maybe would satisfy you rather than having a whole plate of pumpkin pie. But it's it's pureed pumpkin basically with cashew nuts uh, dates uh, and cinnamon and some oats and you just it's so easy to make you basically just mix all this together and then just roll them up into a ball so th there's no, no cooking needed no and one of my other total favorites for the season and i start eating it pretty early is cranberry sauce. Now, I remember many dinners that I have gone to where that sauce was like gelatin and it wasn't really sauce. It was like cranberry gelatin and you open up the can and boop, boop, it just all comes out in one column. 
And I don't think that's very healthy. And I think it's got tonnage of extra sugar in it. How is your cranberry sauce different? Well, basically, cranberry sauce should just be cranberries. I mean, that, that you know, when you were talking about the ones that you buy, you know, again, they've got added sugar, they've got preservatives, they've got a list of ingredients oh, yeah. you can't even read. My cranberry sauce basically is cranberries, frozen cranberries. If you want to add a little bit of sweetiness, which you don't actually need to, you add in uh, maple syrup, just a little bit. And then a bit of water for consistency. But you can actually make cranberry sauce just out of cranberries. You just take them out of the freezer, let them defrost, whip them up a bit, and they, there's your cranberry sauce. It doesn't have to be complicated. And and can I use, because you've got another recipe that I am definitely making, which is cranberry pumpkin muffins. I mean, come on. How delicious does that sound? Am I using the same frozen cranberries for those muffins that I would use for my cranberry sauce? Yeah, you absolutely. You can use frozen ones. You just take them out of the freezer, just mix them into the, the um, muffin. Yeah. You can also use dried ones. It's, a, it's okay, but the frozen ones are um, fine. You just would chop them slightly. Yeah, I've never seen frozen cranberries, so I'm fascinated by that. And here's another thing that just sounded, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to go to something else first because I am the worst at making turkey gravy. You've got turkey gravy that is different. And you've also got easy vegan gravy that would probably really be up my alley because I'm supposed to avoid all dairy, blah, blah, blah. So vegan gravy, and you say it's easy. That also is a big prerequisite for me as worst cook on earth. How are you making your easy vegan gravy? Very easy. All you really need is vegetable broth. So vegetable uh, bouillon, which you can you can you know you can use um, dried bouillon, or you can make that from from vegetables if you're feeling adventurous. So you just take your vegetable broth um, and you just heat it up, and then in that you mix in you, you know you've got your nutritional yeast coming back there, uh, onion powder, garlic powder, uh, and then some dried thyme. And then you can actually uh, just leave it all to boil, salt and pepper. If you want to thicken it, you can use um, gluten-free flour. You can use that to actually thicken it so it becomes thicker. But some people don't mind more of a, a runny texture. That's just preference, really. And then, then you, that's it. That's all yeah, I mean... The the only gravies I've ever had was in the, in the southern portion of the United States um, where you get biscuits and then sausage gravy. And honestly, it is so thick and so luxurious and so naughty to eat <laughs> that I don't think anybody ever thinks of gravy as perhaps a a healthy flavor vehicle to 
what to me is the most unpopular part of the holiday season, which is turkey. Now, you've got several variations on turkey, including um, a fried turkey, but done in an air fryer. You know, for, for my own understanding, and it's an air fryer turkey breast, Mm. I have never, and I bought a nice air fryer. I used it about twice and it was like, oh, it's so dry. Uh. And then I gave it to a friend and then she used it about once and said, oh, it's so dry. Okay. What is the secret to air fryer turkey breast? How can you make it? I mean, the one the one thing everyone always says about turkey is, oh, it's so dry. So what? <laughs> so when I put together air fryer and turkey breast, I think, how am I going to make this appealing? What is your advice? Yeah, that's a great question, actually, because I'm kind of on your camp there that air fryer... <laughs> Air frying is is good because you're obviously not using a lot of fat and, and, and everything. However, it can make foods dry. And I, I think, you know, with, with turkey, which can also be dry if it's not cooked properly, I think the the thing with this is really not cooking it too long. Obviously, cooking it till it's done, but not overcooking it and, and just really making sure that you understand how long it should be in there but it is a difficult one i agree air fryers are good for certain things but maybe not ideal uh for meat but some people i know have air dry air fryers and they seem to manage them really really well i don't yeah. actually have one i don't have one so I but i know people buy them they they love them yeah it's going to make it work well then that this brings to mind something else because for me it's all about dark meat. I find the dark meat much more appealing on the turkey. And you've got a recipe that I'm curious about, which is Dijon roasted turkey thigh, which really gives you the best opportunity to have a little fat on the turkey and a more enriched protein. Um, why Dijon? And how does that help the flavor? Because frankly, I never in my life thought of, oh, yum, mustards. I'm going to put mustard on my turkey. So how, <laughs> how does that help the major protein of the menu? Yeah, I mean, turkey in general, uh, you know, that isn't there's turkey is a great source of protein, isn't it? So, I mean, a roasted turkey, there's there's not so oh, much yeah. that I can really say about that. But what I, I was just looking at different twists to it than what you could do. And Dijon is is a uh, maybe that's because I'm European, but it's a very delicious mustard and it works very well on poultry on on uh, meat to give it flavor. Really? Turkey, turkey can be. Don't get me wrong, it's a great protein, but it can be a bit tasteless, can't it? And I agree with you that the brown... I, I think so, yeah. 
like the thighs, the legs is is way more tasty. And actually dark meat from from the turkey is more nutritious as well. You know, it contains more uh, iron and, you know, it's more nutritious for us. But what you do with the mustard is you put it under the skin and over the skin. And then you mix this in with the thyme and the rosemary. And it also keeps to keep it help keep it moist because it's kind of like a, a marinade in in a way but it is it's try it it's oh, very fantastic fantastic okay and then i just want to know something that's very, because i love pumpkin seeds but i never thought of them in a stuffing so you've got cranberry pumpkin seed stuffing how does that work and what's the binder because i don't see anything to do with bread here and i always think of stuffing as cornbread or white bread that's been seasoned really not good stuff for your body how do you bring this all together cranberry pumpkin seed stuffing yeah, you've got lots of you've got olive oil in there, so that kind of adds as as a binder. But there is a if you if you want, you don't have to put this in, but there is a um gluten free bread in there to really help to bind it together. Oh good. Um but then you've got the dried cranberries, vegetable broth, you've got egg as well. An egg acts as a binder. Um, and then you've got your pump, pumpkin seeds and a bit of salt. So that that's another really that this I've actually had myself because well, I eat turkey at, at Christmas and this is one of my favourite stuffings. It's really the cranberries just give it that little sweety touch. It, it's actually really delicious. Um, I love easy. that. And mm. and one last question because. I don't know. I just get this craving for carbohydrates when the weather gets cooler. And you've got macaroni salad, but you've got macaroni salad listed that's healthy. What is the difference between your macaroni salad and what I've got in my refrigerator, which was pre-mixed? I must admit I didn't make my own. But it's basically white flour made into macaroni which it you know is then boiled and softened and mayonnaise i mean it couldn't be more destructive to your waistline there's so little that i can say that's good about it except the flavor so how is your macaroni salad different well for one the the macaroni is actually made from lentils because you can get, we were talking about brown rice macaroni, but you can yeah. get macaroni, lentil macaroni. So, you know, lentils aren't, you're made from flour, et cetera. Lentil, lentils are a very good uh, source of many vitamins and minerals and fiber. And then you've got egg there. So lovely eggs, wonderful. You've got a, a red uh, bell pepper uh, chopped up in that, red onion. And then instead of mayonnaise, you use Greek yogurt which is is really wow uh and then lemon you know i i just think i think that america has gotten so used to pre-made meals and so used to just always you just assume you're going to gain five to ten pounds during the next two months 
And then, you know, it is just literally hell to take it off again, especially when you're housebound in cold weather in January and February going into March. It is not a good combo. And we're always bemoaning the fact that we gained that weight at holiday season. And you, Allison, really, as an incredible favor to us at Too Young to Be Old, created a holiday recipe book. I, I mean, seriously, it is so informational and so and so, yeah, I want to learn how to do that. And if you're somebody like me who's always looking for a way to make the holidays a little unique and at the same time stay healthy, this recipe book honestly blows me away. I thank you so, so much for taking the time and the effort to put this together. And as we draw this podcast to a close, I say that one of the great ways to always be too young to be old is to take care of your bodies, people. And that that is by what you put into them. And these recipes, Allison is here to tell you She did not sacrifice flavor or that feeling of the tummy quality or the feeling that you indulged for putting healthy ingredients into it. Allison is a true nutritionist that understands our bodies, especially females, as we go into menopause. And you know that we are now so more prone to gain weight and fat content on our bodies. And these recipes are a wonderful way to enjoy the holidays and keep that weight off. Allison, how much can I thank you? And ladies and gentlemen, for anybody who's watching this podcast or listening to it, in the show notes, there will be a link to get to Allison's holiday recipe book for Too Young to Be Old. And what a treat to have you. Thank you so much, Allison. Fantastic. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's it's been lovely talking to you, really. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. So much fun. I I really, I I would love it if you would just move into my home with me and (laughs) make these menus for me week after week because Allison also made actual three-day menus out of them knowing that people come and stay for the holidays. So signing over and out, have a healthy and happy set of holidays eating through Allison's incredible, innovative, and super healthy recipes. Bye. Thank you, Allison. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review. And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, 
will prove that we are all too young to be old.